Attention architects and creative minds, get ready to supercharge your brand with Build Your Brand, the podcast that's unlocking the secrets of branding success for creatives. Hey there, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my friend, architect marketing expert, Jeff Eccles at Build Your Brand Podcast, where he explores the captivating stories of the world's top brands and transforms their lessons into powerful moves for small firm architects and creatives like you. In season one, Jeff shares the thrilling tale of Southwest Airlines, where he dissects their journey to the summit and distills it into strategies tailor-made for you. It's important to keep in mind that companies like Southwest compete in the real world, just like you, and face real-world challenges, just like you. You might be surprised at how similar those challenges are to the struggles that you grapple with on a day-to-day basis. Don't miss out on your blueprint for success. Subscribe, tune in, and let's build your brand together. You may have noticed that the very best brands in the world are also known for having somewhat unique corporate cultures. That's often the glue that holds everything together when they encounter those rough spots. We don't do it because it inconveniences the passengers to whom we are primarily dedicated, the short haul uh, frequent flyer. Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Your Brand today. Remember, no matter the size, the journey's the same. Your brand's journey to the top starts here. Entree Architect community, welcome to the backstage area of Context and Clarity. Every Thursday afternoon on Context and Clarity Live, Catherine McPhail and I and our live audiences that are joining us from all across the internet, we get to talk to a special guest to search for clarity around the things that matter most to you, the architect, no matter what your context is. You may be the employee of a firm that's dreaming of doing your own thing. Or you may have had your own firm for a year or 10 years or 20 years, and you're starting to rethink or reimagine what that firm could or maybe even should be. Every week, we cover topics that fall under the broad umbrella of the business of architecture. And they're all the need-to-know topics for the success of entrepreneur architects just like you. If we've never met before, my name is Jeff Eccles, and what you're about to listen to is the audio recording of a conversation that my co-host Catherine McPhail and I had to break down this week's Context and Clarity live conversation. So thanks for joining us as we share our biggest takeaways and look for ways to apply what we heard in the Context and Clarity live conversation to our own businesses. In this episode, we talked with Lisa Rains. Lisa is an architect in the UK She's the host of the Pride Road Architects podcast and the founder of the architectural practice franchise, Pride Road Architects. Now, before we jump into this week's episode, I want to give you a little bit of background around how this conversation came about. A while back, Lisa reached out and asked if I would guest on her podcast. I love guesting on other people's podcasts. As we were recording, she mentioned that her firm, Her practice was actually a franchise model. From that point, I flipped the interview on her. Sorry about that, Lisa. I had questions. What do you mean franchise model? Do you know Michael Gerber's E-Myth books? How does it work? 
You'll hear it in our conversation, but Pride Road is a true franchise model, inspired by a couple of aha moments, and yes, Michael Gerber's E-Myth Revisited. I loved this conversation, and I wish we'd had a couple of hours to really dig into it, but we started late into Lisa's UK evening. So thank you to Lisa for working late for us, and I hope that you find as much inspiration in this conversation as I did. Catherine McPhail joined me once again for both the conversation with Lisa Raines and backstage afterward. Catherine is my co-host, and she's an architect and podcaster in Fairhaven, Massachusetts. In addition to Context and Clarity, Catherine hosts Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven, and she's the CEO of Demios Architects. As always, I'm looking forward to talking about our takeaways from the conversation, so let's go backstage and listen in as Catherine and I talk about our conversation with Lisa Raines, founder of the Pride Road Architects franchise. I mean, to me, it's attractive, the idea of having all of the branding worked out already, all of the colors, all of the everything. That's a concern or a question that I would anticipate in in the architecture community, right? It's creative and, you know, every project is different and all of those things. But the thing that I notice as I, as I listen to her talking is that they have created, obviously, the marketing, business development, sales processes. That's where that was the first aha moment for her. But as she was describing the um, architectural workshop model, that process, at first, I wasn't really understanding what that was. But that was, uh, and that's why I said I would call that a charrette. I mean, that's, I don't know what everybody else would call it, but that's a charrette with the owner. As she described, she did one today, three and a half hours, I think she said. They go through the whole the whole design process right there, I guess schematic design process right there with the client, in the room with the client, and they get to a, no, a go, no-go uh, point with that. And so that's that's their system. That's their process for them. Um, and then that's a point, this is where we stop and we get paid. And then if you want to go forward, we go forward, but here's the next step. We provide kind of like the process and the systems, but we don't provide the designs. You know, it's, it's, it's the framework for how you manage clients and how you deliver the product. So we start with a hand-drawn concept design workshop on tracing paper, and we kind of train the franchisees to, to to work in that way but we're architects you know we're used to drafting it's nice to go back to tracing paper and it's just getting comfortable doing that with someone watching you we, we do those workshops in front of our clients so I've just done one today it was a semi-detached three-bedroom house in Wilmslow where we were looking at uh, first of all, they were looking at a loft conversion, but they didn't have enough height. So I kind of showed them why it wouldn't work and I had to explain it. And then, you know, sort of showing them on site and explaining and then they, they could dismiss that as an idea. Um, and then we were talking about rearranging the first floor to be able to get four bedrooms rather than three bedrooms. So that fulfilled their need. And then 
on the ground floor, we were looking at either reconfiguring or extending to kind of get their downstairs space. And it was three and a half hours and I drew four options for upstairs and four options for the ground floor. And it's loved it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's really good fun. I like that. It's very tied up. So there's no drawdown for months and, and they have to do their own. You know, it's obviously not a very detailed set that they're sending out to the builders, but they're they're doing all that work. Yeah, that, that's one thing I've noticed in listening to a few uh, interviews with Lisa. I was on Lisa's podcast. That's actually how this conversation got started. Uh, I was on Lisa's podcast. She was interviewing me for her podcast and she mentioned franchise. I went, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I want to talk about that. So apologies to Lisa because I kind of flipped her podcast and started interviewing her. And we started talking about Michael Gerber and, and the franchise model and, and everything else. But the thing that I've really noticed in talking with her and listening to other interviews with her is that everything is very tight and tidy. And there there is a very specific beginning and end to everything and a value placed on everything. And so she's I, she's done a fantastic job of really thinking through, you know, what does it take to run a very specific architecture business very well? And I think that very specific piece of it is also very important to this conversation. Yeah. And she has, I, I was reading through her website and she has things like some of our architects take all of August off and this is all about life. You know, you can have the opportunity to balance what you need to do in your life versus your business. And so that's kind of appealing as well. Huh. I mean, what if there were a whole bunch of architecture franchises that we could choose from in the, or even in the U S or in the UK, I assume she's pretty much the only one doing it. But, you know, if you wanted to do an OCD practice, then you could do theirs. Or if you like, I personally like her idea of designing for the way people are living in these houses. So, you know, I, that's something I like. So I would choose hers probably. But anyway, it's like, um, I wonder if that's everything, anything that's going to take off. Well, I, don't, I mean, she's grown it to five locations so far. And, you know, Christian's point about do franchisees help each other? I don't know the answer to that. but the way I read it the first time was do franchises help each other? And and so the first thought that came to my mind was remembering one of the conversations that I listened to. I think it was Stephen Drew on the Architecture Social and Lisa. And she talked about basically brand visibility. You know, so when she started, at one point her firm was called Lisa Rain's Architect, I think rebranded or, or maybe completely restarted for that matter, the Pride Road uh, brand. So at the beginning, it was Lisa and, you know, in, in the location where she is. And I don't know if you caught the the very specific definition of a territory. She's divided up 150 some odd and there's, got, what was it, 70,000? Yeah, 70,000 potential clients within that each territory. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's very specific, but... I think part of the synergy is as the as more and more franchises pop up, then that brand awareness just spreads, right? Because you've got Pride Road here and we've got Pride Road there and there and the and the four other locations. 
as as more are added, that brand becomes more and more visible. Just like, you know, I, I hate to because we don't I know that we don't like the idea of equating architecture and McDonald's. I totally get that. I mean, that's a common pushback against uh, Michael Gerber's work. But I, I mean, if I think we've really got to think about it in those terms, it's what happens when another, you know, pick something besides McDonald's if you don't like it. Pete's Coffee. Pete's Coffee is a good one. Sure. Okay. So there's another Pete's Coffee. Oh, I, I love Pete's Coffee. I think about, you know, I've seen them here and there. And when I went to San Francisco, I saw the the mothership and all of that. And the same thing, you know, in a different way happens with with Pride Road. And and I think, um, you know, in, in talking with Lisa, the thing that really struck me is the number of us that have started our own things and struggled sometimes mightily for years to figure these things out and to get a website built and to figure out how to find clients. And it's all of those things are, are, I, I just, I don't mean to diminish it in any way, but it's, it's like a firm in a box. Right. Which is a lot like they, she's already chosen all the colors. I don't know about anybody else, but how much time have we spent trying to figure out what our colors are? I mean, that's a big choice. It's big. I don't know why it's so big, but it's hard for us, I think, because we think we should be able to do all the graphic design, all that stuff, like she said about us. Well, she was saying jack of all trades, like all types of projects. But I also think that we think we can do all the stuff ourselves. And it's pretty tiring. Well, when she says $10,000 for five or 10,000 pounds, I think you said, for five years, I don't, I don't know what the conversion rate is. I'll look but it up. So maybe it's, maybe it's something close. We're, we're going to find out here momentarily. But when she said that the first time i heard her say that in a conversation i um my very first thought was my gosh if if that's close to ten thousand dollars it's eleven thousand seven hundred twelve dollars and five cents okay so if it's if it's twelve thousand dollars roughly it's really easy to spend twelve thousand dollars on a website now how many in our community have spent that on a website i don't know but if I went out and and hired someone to do that, you know, I'll just I'll be straight up with you. If you work with me on a website, you're going to spend twelve thousand dollars, right? Depending on what, to to do the website, um, you know, depending on what you need. But you're going to spend that much, and that's only the website. I mean, it's to me, it's just like back to that idea of the firm in the box. It's like all those decisions that you had to make, like you said, it's exhausting all the money that you spend on this and that and the other, and they've, they've done all that for you. Um, you just have to, uh, uh, you know, you have to pay that, that fee, you know, it's, it's not for everybody and it is, it's, it's very specific. I, and I, I'm going to say that again. Um, the specificity of it is extremely important. You know, if I like Starbucks, but <laughs> if someone wanted to open a uh, a salad restaurant, they can't go buy a Starbucks franchise. It doesn't work. They'd be buying the wrong thing. If they maybe narrow it down, if they wanted to open a coffee and donuts, they're not buying a Starbucks. Like Starbucks is very specific. Maybe if they wanted coffee and donuts, they'd go to Dunkin'. But I think the specificity of 70,000 owner-occupied homes in a territory is very specific. Residential renovations and extensions is very specific. 
the design process of you know doing a design and an architecture workshop on site with clients although if, if you listen to some other conversations it's interesting to hear how they how they made that pivot during uh covid obviously but but a design workshop to get through the schematic design process in person with your clients is very specific but they've they've worked all these things into into their systems yeah, I wonder, I mean, she must have decided how much it costs for that too, because it's very specific. Would you say three and a half hours and then you have these things on trace paper and then then that's that. So how that must be a certain amount of money, like just on the beginning, like this is how much this costs and then you move on to the other part. So you don't have to worry about the pricing if you're just doing that. Yeah, that's that's a good point. We we It would have been good to ask that question because I'll, I'll bet there is a set price for that. Being able to just go in there and this is a design solution. Go see how much it might cost and how if you want to sell your house or stay here and let me know in a month. That would be kind of that would be like, OK, thanks. I don't know. It would be nice to have that. So, you know, detach it from the franchise model. But imagine what it would be like if you built those systems for your firm. I know that's the thing. I keep meaning to do stuff like that, Jeff, but I could barely make it to this on time. It's like if I. If I had a month to do all this, just nothing else besides just design systems, that would be awesome. I should just take a month. Well, remember, it took her four years to build these systems. So, you know, maybe that's some sort of encouragement for everybody that's going, I don't have these systems. It takes a lot of time. It, it, should, it took her four. Now, <laughs> it's, she's been very thorough and she has all the systems and she's, you know, she's got the complete package. But it, you know, you don't have to get it done in a month. Right? You, it does. It absolutely takes takes time. I was reading that you know Michael Gerber's Emith Revisited, and he talked about franchising. And I kind of started listening out for franchisors and talking to franchisors. And I thought, I'll I'll give it a go. And the way that I looked at it was right. If I prepare my business to be franchised and I don't franchise, the end result is actually I've got a tight business with tight processes and tight systems. So from 2012 to 2016, which is when I launched, you know, I spent those four years just kind of streamlining all the processes. So whether I would have launched or not, uh, you know, it, I had a, a solid business. We were wondering exactly what kind of systems that she would be selling or whatever. So I was really, I'm just still kind of fascinated that she specifically says you have to go in there and do this workshop with the trace, we're tracing paper. And that's the product. That's basically the product that she's having people. I wasn't expecting that. I was trying to visualize it, you know, as, as she was um, describing this. And, and sort of compare it to some other franchise, a Starbucks or a McDonald's or a Dunkin' or whatever. Popeyes. Popeyes. <laughs> yeah, Popeyes. Let's compare it to a Popeyes. And, you know, as she describes it, and, and I know a lot of their systems are client acquisition systems. They run advertisements, like she said, social media and the websites and all of those things. And that and that was, you know, her first aha, you know, that that system. So client acquisition is huge. Popeyes spends a lot of money on advertising and coupons and all types of things. So that's that's part of their client acquisition system. And then once 
once they, you know, I guess you pull into the drive-through or whatever, however you get there on the uh, Pride Road website, you can book a, uh, a call or a free consultation or something like that. You know, so they're at the, the, the window at this point and looking at the menu, you know, they have a menu of services. Pride Road has a menu of services. It, it, you know, I was just trying to visualize the parallels of working with an architect in a in a such a systematized way versus going to Popeye's and ordering the fried chicken and biscuits or whatever you're getting and then paying. Uh, Mark, Mark and I were talking the other day about the value is always in the experience. So what's the experience of working with your firm? Going, going back to when we had Jesse Cole as a, uh, as a guest for Context and Clarity Live, the Savannah Bananas rethought the entire experience from buying a ticket online to showing up to walking from your car into the stadium to the whole game to leaving to, to buying food and, and souvenirs and all of that to leaving the stadium, going back to your car and driving home. Yeah. And talking to your friends about it the next day. They want and you to talking, do that as well. Exactly. Exactly. So what um, what would it be like if you th- thought through the entire experience from the first place somebody encountered you? Instagram, TikTok, a Google ad, your website, whatever. All the way from that point to moving to their home. What if you had a system for every step of that experience? That would be the idea, right? Hopefully this provides some inspiration for everybody or, or at least some uh, enough intrigue that you, you explored or think about it more. I really wanted to have Lisa on because um, I, I thought that this is sort of, you know, thinking all the way back to Michael Gerber, which is a year and a half, maybe two years ago at this point that we talked to Michael Gerber. This is, this is going from talking to him, reading the book, learning about the things that he, he writes about in the book, the concepts that he talks about. And here's the actual application, not only in real life, but in, in the context of architecture firms. So that that's why as soon as I talked to her, I said, we've got to have Lisa on here because this this is taking the abstract in into the real world and into the architecture world. So big big thanks to Lisa and congratulations to Lisa for her success in creating Pride Road and continuing to grow Pride Road. All right. Well, now you know what we thought and what we're going to do with what we learned. But what did you think? What did we miss? I really hope that there was some big takeaway from either the Context and Clarity Live conversation or our breakdown here that will help you with your business. DM me on Instagram or Twitter and let me know what your takeaways are. You can find me on all the socials at at Jeff underscore Eccles. That's at J-E-F-F underscore E-C-H-O-L-S. So send me a message and let me know what your takeaway was. And if you want more conversations like this, subscribe to the Context and Clarity podcast where you're listening right now and leave us an honest review and a rating. Those things really do help us to get the message out and help more architects just like you. Oh, and also, now you can follow us on Instagram, as well as get a heads up on everything that's coming up. There, we're at context underscore clarity. 
In our next episode, Catherine and I will host Context and Clarity Live again with a new special guest and a new theme for the week. And we'll come right back here, backstage again, to break it all down for you again. There's always something new to look forward to. And if you love content like this, check out Gable Media. It's a multimedia network for people like you that care about the built environment. And it's the home of Context and Clarity. With Gable's growing family of podcasts and video channels, I know that you're going to find something there that interests you. You can learn more at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. And finally, if the topic of today's episode is of particular interest to you and you'd like to dig deeper into it, then join me over in the Entree Architect Community Facebook group. That's where every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern, I host Context and Clarity Conversations. And we take these topics, topics like this, and we dig deeper. We have a conversation in real time to try to find more clarity around the things that matter most to you. So thanks for listening. I hope our time together has inspired you to think about your community, your practice, and how you can support those around you. Catherine and I will be back for our next episode. And in the meantime, I hope you'll join me and the Entree Architect community on Facebook today at 4 p.m. Eastern so that we can help each other find more clarity around the topics that matter most, no matter what your context may be. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it guys. Oh my One that God. came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success.